The Diesel Performance Podcast contains explicit language. Thank you for joining us again. This is Paul Wilson. And I'm Danny Voss. And you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Danny, one fucking hundredth episode. Do you believe that? God, we never thought we would get here when this first started. Hundred. Hundo. One hundred episodes. It's been so much fun looking back over all of the different things that we've gotten able to do. I just wanted to take a quick moment, give a huge shout out to all of our listeners. The numbers grow every single week. We find more and more diesel performance enthusiasts jumping on here. More and more of you guys are jumping onto iTunes, rating and reviewing us. That helps the podcast in such a huge way. It allows us to keep doing this. So we do really need you guys to keep it up. Um, But I think going over some of the highlights, man, what's been fun for you, Danny, over the last hundred episodes? Getting to know a lot of um, our listeners when they call in and they say hey we uh we love your show my buddies and i we listen to you in our shop or i drive two hours of work every day and hearing these stories about when people are actually listening and tuning in on their time yeah guys like ryan the car bomb um or ryan the irish car bomb absolutely uh coming on the show was our very first ever truck advisor episode and the ball's just been rolling ever since with getting listeners on the show guys like dwight croon and daniel McEwen. Guys like uh, Mark Downing and mm-hmm. Mike Graves, um, people who listen to the show and just wanted to come on and, and have some fun and talk about their trucks with us. It, it really has been an overwhelming response. I think for me, is like you said, some of the huge guests we've had on, Nicola Menarini, the, the actual chief engineer of Duramax, was such a big get for us. That was such a home run. I just couldn't think of anybody who else I would want to interview more about Duramaxes than him. Who else do you want to interview? I mean, that's the top. Yeah. Um, obviously, our three episodes we did with Mr. Gail Banks. Huge. An honor to be a part of that. Um, Literally invented the diesel performance market. The guy is just phenomenal to talk to. Yeah. And that's been a huge deal for me, personal deal. I, I really hope that helps further the industry and even the whole podcast in general. I feel like we're furthering the industry. We're helping people understand some of the things that um, we talk about every single day. That's right. And another one of the ways we do that is we help further education about the UCC, the Ultimate Call Out Challenge. Uh, that's coming up in, what's the date, Danny? April 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. We are officially booked. We will be in uh, Indianapolis. Indy, so excited. Uh, since it's going to be just about a month before my wedding, we're going to treat it like a bachelor party. Oh, so. don't, t- don't tell my wife that. <laughs> She's not feeling that. I guarantee that. <laughs> uh, if you're going to be in Indy, if you're going to be at the UCC, get a hold of us on the podcast Facebook page. We want to talk to you. We want to meet up. We're trying to put together uh, a place that we're going to go and have some drinks probably after Friday night's uh, first event. Oh, yeah. So if you guys are in town, get a hold of us. We want to hang out. We want to want to talk to some listeners. And speaking of listeners, guys, the one other way we try to show our appreciation is we went to uh, Duramax Tuner Calibrated Power, where Danny and I both work full-time, and we got all of our listeners 10% off on any tuning products. We hooked you up. We hooked everybody up. That's our way to say thank you for listening to our show. And when you call in, make sure you mention that you listen to the podcast. We'll hook you up with 10%, and that's on our tuning Um transmissions, whatever, you name it. Absolutely. So we've been getting a lot of guys doing MM3 tuning for their 98 and a half to 2016 Cummins. We've been getting guys doing their LML tuning or their older Jack Spade uh, tuning. We've been doing tractors that are even still getting 10% off on their tunes, which is a huge uh, savings. That is. So if you're going to buy tuning and you listen to the podcast, give us a call. We can help save you some money. 
enough with the commercials, Danny. Well, we got to pay the bills, right? We do got to pay the bills. Yeah. That's the way it is. Um, today, I am really excited to bring on somebody I've worked with literally for the whole time I've been in diesel performance, Mr. Tobias Christie. How's it going today, Tobias? Not bad, buddy. How's it going with you? Going great, going great. Tobias, um, you've been a dealer for Duramax Tuner and worked around the diesel performance industry I know for a long time because, like I said, I've been working with you since I started. Uh, we've we've kind of looked at some of the demographics and we realize Canada actually holds a huge portion of our listeners. It comes down to a total of about 5% of all of our listeners live in Canada. And we thought that was really, really cool. So we wanted to bring on somebody that could kind of represent Canadian diesel performance and your name came to my head. Um, before we dive too far into today's episode, though, I ask all of our guests, what got you started in diesel performance? Uh, well, um, I was a diesel technician by trade. Uh, so that when I still worked a day job before I had my own business, I worked in a few different uh, diesel repair shops in the area. And I guess just growing up, I was always... <laughs> Every, everything always had to go faster. I, I grew up at the local quarter-mile track with my dad racing cars um, and always had fast motorcycles, you know, cars when I was growing up, trucks, and then, the, you know, I got into the diesel repair industry and really when I was growing up, there were no fast diesel trucks. It was all fast cars. And, <laughs> and now with the way the diesel industry has evolved, that's changed to where... You know, the work truck that I drive around every day would frickin' smoke half the cars that I, I worked on when I was growing up. But uh, <laughs> that's, yeah, just a culmination of, you know, working in the repair industry and sort of I was right alongside everything as it was evolving, basically, to what it is now. What have you? What do you think are some of the biggest uh, milestones in diesel performance that you've seen, at least in your guys' area? What's been real game-changers? Well, to me, uh, in the recent time anyways, has been uh, what I'm going to label as the clean diesel movement where, you know, three, four, five years ago, tuning trucks, um, didn't think about doing anything to the truck before you ripped all the factory exhaust and everything off them, right? And with companies like Calibrated Power and Duramax Tuner that have put the time and effort and research and development into you know, clean diesel tuning and performance, I think that's honestly one of the biggest uh, milestones or recent milestones anyways. Wow. That's a huge compliment to the industry and to us. Thank you for that. Absolutely. Yeah, no, for sure. Absolutely. Okay. Now, you guys have a little bit different of a market up there, so you're not seeing as many of the uh, the sled pull trucks, from my understanding, although it, it is happening in Canada. It's Yeah, it's starting. Uh, I shouldn't say it's starting. It has started, like, you know, in the past few years or five years but like uh yeah you know a few years ago uh you went to some of the the local truck and tractor pulls at the you know the county fairs or whatever around our area just it's not like it was on on your side of the border down south there like it, it just uh it wasn't as widespread as as you know you guys but it, it's catching up for sure uh there, there's a lot of steam uh, starting again the last year or two it's been it's been picking up for sure yeah it's it's funny for us to be called down south when we live in northern illinois I we're was, all yeah, laughing about it here. i was gonna i was biting <laughs> yeah. my lip i didn't know how to 
respond to that without offending anybody. Yeah, probably not actually. You're probably not actually a whole lot further south than me if I look on the map. But. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely been interesting. You know, we've seen sled pull obviously for Danny and I. It started here in the Midwest. You know, our our general region, right? Probably like Ohio, Pennsylvania area, and kind of has bled out from there. And we're seeing it hit the West Coast. We're seeing it hit the the East Coast. Guys are really starting to get big in those areas. It's great to hear that. You know, as I talk to Canadian customers, it's starting to trickle up because it seems to drive the community of diesel performance enthusiasts. You know, when there's somewhere you can get together and compete. That really seems to push that kind of community or that industry forward. Um, what are some of the the big stuff you're you're seeing guys do there in Canada to keep their trucks reliable up against that uh, that cold tundra of the winter? Um, well, I, I think you know, with with anything, I think the best thing is a good maintenance program. Uh, uh, you know, regular service filter changes. You know, running a good fuel additive. Um, I'm a pretty big believer in a, a lot of the filtration systems. Like the the fast system is probably my favorite. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of lot of things like that. But I, I would say, you know, the biggest thing I would promote would be a, a strict maintenance schedule for sure. Really, and, and you see that actually makes an impact on the on the cold winters because you guys see a lot colder temperatures than we do, even just being a little bit further north. Yeah, well, I I think in the winter time in the cold climates, running a running a fuel conditioner that's formulated for the cold climate with an anti gel in it, it's probably a you know a good idea for for anybody that's uh, going to have their truck sitting outside in the weather overnight and whatnot. That's probably a good idea. Um, so there's yeah yeah a maintenance schedule for sure will make a difference, and not only just for the cold climates, but overall longevity of the vehicle like the guy that looks after his truck that's going to be the guy that gets you know two or three hundred thousand miles out of a set of injectors and you know never has to worry about them that's definitely the truth you know we've seen it here time and again uh, i always give this comparison back when we were in our old building we had two hot shotters come in one day both with lmms both bone stock uh, one guy had a, a fuel pressure issue, and the other guy was just kind of seeing what we had to offer. And they were older gentlemen and had made the trip from California to Ontario, they said, like some 300 or 400 times running trailers. And one guy, like it literally was like looking like if the odd couple were to be put into hot shotting jobs. Like one guy's truck, you could see a carved out seat of cigarette ash around where his ass print was. <laughs> and like you, there was no passenger seat. It was just piled with shit. There was not. I mean, the whole truck was just just smashed with stuff. Um, yeah, I swear to God, pee bottles. Like I swear to God, the grossest thing you've ever found is pee bottles. And then his buddy, who they they rode side by side with each other, had an identical truck. He literally power washed the engine bay. I, I mean, popped the hood turned on the power washer and power wash the engine bay at every truck stop. So like he was so anal retentive. I mean, you could eat off the seats in the, in the truck. Not that I would eat off an old guy's seats. I'm just saying you could. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you what, the, the guy who was there with the clean truck didn't need anything. He had never put a single repair into it. He'd done nothing but religious maintenance. He was 800,000 miles. Yeah. 
the grouch, the, the, the old grumpy guy with the, the nasty cigarette ash everywhere and the pee bottles in his truck, he was on his third set of injectors and he was putting a CP3 in the truck. Yep. So, so anecdotal, yes, but still like we, we see that example of regular maintenance and that, that religious maintenance schedule being a huge help. Mm-hmm. One thing I want our listeners to know, Tobias is our favorite Canadian probably, but <laughs> Tobias, can you tell us why um, you are our favorite? You know, what are you doing up there that's so important? Uh, do you run a shop? Do you specialize uh, well, in anything? Yeah, basically in uh, 2008, I started my own business. So I worked at a few few uh, local repair shops in the area, uh, diesel repair shops. And in 2008, uh, uh, I just, yeah, I wanted to do my own thing. I just thought, well, you know what? If I don't try now, I, I'm going to be, you know, 50 years old and think, still working in somebody else's shop thinking I wish I would have but basically started my own repair business and that's primarily what it was um, at the start and I guess just kind of complemented it with you know another side business of performance add-ons truck accessories stuff like that and sort of as the the diesel thing has evolved and as my business evolved I'm to the point now where the diesel tuning and truck performance and stuff is my main business. That's pretty much what I do every day is talk to guys about tuning trucks, tractors, combines, you know, highway tractors, all kinds of stuff. You know, that brings us into a good topic. We've done a couple episodes in the past on tractor tuning. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I think you probably have more experience than most when it comes to that. Uh, tell us a little bit about the tractor tuning. Uh, well, basically... When I started my own business, as I said, in 08, um, you know, I, I was working on a lot of farm equipment, and uh, I was always looking for more power out of everything, and there really wasn't anybody around at that time, it, at least in my area. There was nobody that even thought about, you know, performance add-ons for the modern uh, common rail diesel and the egg stuff, so I started dealing with you know your generic plug-in tuning boxes and modules um which um you know we've moved beyond that now to custom tuning but at the time that's all that we really knew about or had available to us in this region Mm -hmm. and um oh probably within the next two or three years after that um got affiliated with uh, a couple different custom tuning companies that specialized in ag equipment and the ball just kind of rolled from there that's uh the ag tuning is a real big part of my business now probably one of the bigger parts of my business how does ag tuning work um how are you able to get more power like can, can you tell our listeners a little bit about it that well it's very similar i explain it to the guys that know about you know diesel trucks and performance i explain it to them the easiest way for me to explain to a Duramax guy is it's like EFI Live for your tractor. Mm-hmm. So we have the ability to read out a factory file and modify it, uh, you know, within reasonable limits of what the motor or drivetrain machine is capable of to whatever performance level we want. So typically it's a machine lower in the series that... Um, you know, maybe has two or three models above it running the same motor, running the same transmission. It's just tuned differently. And uh, most of the time we're re-rating machines for uh, horsepower specs equivalent of a larger model in the series. 
perfect. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly how we describe it. And Danny and I, we had mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we provide tractor tuning as well. Um, Well, how do you think Tobias has it? Well, Well, no, Tobias uses a couple different outlets. And, you know, and I think that's something interesting that as a shop owner in Canada, it it sounds like a lot of it's coming down to being resourceful. Uh, Your guys is just general marketplace is a little bit behind the cutting edge of diesel performance, say, in the Midwest, right? So what do you use to stay up to date on on new new technology? How do you know what's new and what's the best that's out there, Tobias? Well, um, I'm fortunate enough now that I've been in the business long enough that I'm, I guess I'm associated or stay in touch with a lot of lot of people in the industry so you're always um you know you're always coming across uh new you know you hear about a lot of the new new equipment new series new motors um and i i get to play a part in some of the some of the r&d and testing stuff on the x side of things as well um truck side of things i put a lot of faith into companies like uh calibrated power and duramax tuner because they're the guys that know um it's surprising i i get asked you know uh by a lot of customers i've been doing this long enough they ask me well how come i don't tune trucks myself how come i'm not the one making the tuning myself well mm-hmm. it's because of the the time and effort and the, the knowledge that uh, guys like you guys that calibrated power have that i put my trust in to, to inform me what's new and keep me up to date on uh you know what's what's the best stuff available for my customers okay yeah you build contacts you check your resources right yeah yeah that's what it comes down to i personally like your story about what you said the inspirational your side of it you were talking about you were working you know uh, in shops you never knew if you were going to do your own thing and you had a dream you had a goal and you crushed it and you're doing well out there and i just want to commend you for that and i want our listeners i I appreciate that i remember my dad you know he thought i was losing my marbles uh you know god rest his soul but uh at the time he thought i was you know he thought i was nuts for for leaving my day job and my boss did too he he pretty much uh told me flat out you'll probably be back and uh it you know the first few years few years pardon me it was more spite just to prove everybody wrong that i could actually do it yeah whatever fuels the fire right yeah yeah so it definitely definitely gave a bit of fuel to the fire that's for sure (laughs) tobias i know one of the things that's kind of kept you going up there is uh your truck that you rely on that you still pull around your tractor dyno with don't you yep tell us a little bit about that uh give us a rundown on the build yeah well i guess the last couple trucks were dodges and this one uh is a duramax so i've been driving it for well about a year now so it's an 05 loy um stayed fairly standard for the first little while you know did the did the suncoast trans and the the fast and head studs and stuff and then uh well just this winter uh turned the wick up a bit and did a 64 uh stealth vvt and 45 percent uh sns injectors and a 10 mil exergy jeep pump so it's it's running pretty good i i like it it's it's a good running truck now you you tow with that you daily drive that you're all over Canada right you got a pretty far driving reach with it don't you? Yeah, I um, I vent, venture out of our uh, we don't have states we have provinces up here uh, so 
My, I live in Ontario, so I cover a pretty good majority of Ontario. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've been driving that track for barely a year, and I've put about 60,000 miles on it. So it's, well, it's maybe not as much as some of the guys, like you mentioned earlier, that are hauling travel trailers all over the, <laughs> the country. But, yeah, I get a decent few miles on. Yeah, that's a lot of fucking miles on it. <laughs> yeah, and that's, I, I drive that thing every day, um, and I will say it, it rides a hell of a lot better than the one-ton Dodge that I had before. <laughs> <laughs> Hands down. Um, that, that's an interesting thing to bring up. So, do you have do you have a preference? Like now that you're in a Duramax, do you think you'd ever go back to a a, a Cummins or God forbid a Ford? Um, whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, I'm not. Uh, you know, I guess honestly, I'm not a real big Ford guy when it comes to diesels, uh, I will say that. Um, I know everybody's got their preference a little bit, and there, there's a lot of guys that like Fords, but uh, I'll always have a bit of a soft spot for the Cummins motor. Uh, they they build a, a great motor that my last truck was an 09 uh, one-ton Dodge, and that thing ran great. Um, just uh, well, maybe fit and finish and ride quality maybe wasn't quite as nice as a Duramax. Um, Dodge got a little better fuel mileage towing, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Sounds yeah, like your your math is off. That couldn't be correct. Well, towing, you're not going to – there's no comparison. Nothing will tow better than a, a Cummins. I'm telling you, there's a lot to that. That's why you see guys uh, on the road that are hauling campers. You said those both were LML owners. I, LMM, but yeah. Oh, LMM, yeah. whatever. My, mind you, I, I've got an LOY, so that's kind of like the – the red-headed stepchild yes. of the, the Duramax uh, family, right? Well, so that's the next thing I was going to rag on you for here. I if you're an old LB7 or, or maybe, wow, well, like a, an LML or something, um, that, uh, you know, it'd be a different story probably on the fuel mileage side of things. We've got a couple guys that have some really, really wicked LLYs. Lee Stilts, he was on our show, um, sled pulling episode. He's got probably the nastiest pull truck in our area i think yeah absolutely i mean llys it's like i always say right like a stock lly is a lot different than one that's been fixed right because from the factory they just they have some flaws that you need to address you've already yep. addressed them um head stu- i heard he said yeah. head studs you know they all they're notorious <laughs> for head gasket failure so i kind of yep. smiled inside when you said you did studs and a trans because the five speed is known for that as well no yeah that well the stock transmission lost me less than a freaking month when i started driving it so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah you, you know the well switchable tuning transmission if you're gonna get heavy on the foot with a five speed you know switchable tuning is so that you can turn the power down right yeah that's <laughs> kind of uh I, I well i try not to get too too trigger happy when uh like i've got the trailer on the truck three quarters of the time but uh that means when the trailer comes off it's time to have fun <laughs> so i spend spend all week you know towing the trailer around here there and everywhere and then uh when uh yeah when the trailer comes off it's it's time to have a bit of fun and and roast a few tires <laughs> have you gotten it to the track uh anytime here recently uh, no, like the weather's just turning around here, uh, so just just starting to warm up, and you know when the when the weather gets a little nicer, and uh, I can get to the track, and we'll, we'll get the truck dialed in a little better. And I'm kind of looking forward to uh, just not going to set any world records, but um, I'll just turn a few heads. 
maybe make people second guess a little bit when they when they see my old work truck uh, run hopefully a you know a solid mid 12 second or something like that well that's got it in it yeah it should do a 12.5 yeah, right absolutely what I think would be really cool is if uh, the drag strip, drag strip would let us drag race with a trailer hooked up. Really? Yeah. I just think it would be a blast to see, man. It's just there's a whole other level of danger. Like Danny, you go to the circle track. Yeah. Right. Okay. Trailer races at yes. the circle track. Okay. I'm just I I think back to remember that day we were at the drag strip hall and he drove my truck with the trailer home. Yeah. Tobias, he says to me the next day he goes. Your truck drove fast as hell. It, was, it had awesome responsiveness, but it stopped like shit. <laughs> and I said, Paul, you son of a gun. He didn't plug the brake controller in. I said, you're going to pull a trailer and not have my brake controller plugged in. Now you warped up my rotors probably, you know, smoked my brakes. They weren't even tweaked a little. <laughs> Come on. He said, he said it went like hell, but it stopped like shit. I about <laughs> fell over. I said, no, you didn't have my brake controller plugged. Now you want to race with a brake controller. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd fuck stopping. We all know I don't care about brakes, right? <laughs> I'm shaking my <laughs> you head. You just got to get to the end of the track. Nobody cares about what you do after that. Right. But um, I don't know about the whole trailer thing. We kind of made fun of a... Uh, that with um our guests from uh diesel power magazine um we were kind of yeah we're me- remember that we were, me- we were we, messing with i saying, was hey. saying that the best to- the best towing competition that they should do at the diesel power challenge would be to hook up a trailer and race uphill because that would show your truck was in a competition trying to go fast and have to do something hard like go uphill better than the truck next to it as opposed to driving around a course to see who can steer better Mm -hmm. and then he said paul where the hell are we going to do that (laughs) (laughs) that was actually that whole convo i think was off air but yes oh it was it was but that was probably the best part of it that really was yeah yeah Uh, i don't think diesel power challenge will, will be taking my advice maybe we can get it going in canada with tobias maybe that's what you can do this year tobias is find a really good hill and a standardized trailer and get guys together in Canada to race uphill with a trailer hooked up. What do you think? I don't know if it'll be a sanctioned event or not. It might sort of be a, a weekend down the back road somewhere with a bunch of guys lined up, but we probably could. I mean, a sanctioning body is just a group of people who agree with each other. It sounds like the three of us just created a sanctioning body there for trailer you, there races. You go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, uh, well, I think my personal next project will be uh, a clean diesel, uh, like a twin turbo LML or something like that. That's, I, I think there's a lot of merit in that. Oh, a ton. Of, I had a chance to drive Jason Worley's regular cab. So nice. Oh, my God. So I nice. don't even know how to describe it to our listeners. It's really indescribable. Yeah, neither one of us got to drive Rosenberg's truck, did I, we? I did. I did. Oh, you did? 25-minute YouTube you fucking uh, review on it by myself. <laughs> I held the camera the whole time. and you I did sa- not. I did. I sacrificed my personal time in Rosenberg's truck. The safety. And everything. Right. <laughs> so our listeners and our, our followers could watch the ride-along. We have fucking GoPros, Danny. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you, that truck, Rosenberg's truck, just for our listeners that don't know Matt Rosenberg, if they haven't heard that show, it's a 2016 714 horsepower twin turbo LML with 60% over injectors and a 10 mil CP4 pump and a built trans, of course. Yeah. And I had a chance to go out and drive this thing. And I, boy, it was like, 40 to 80 before you could even think. Now, Whirlies is a regular cab, so you got to drive, because I got to drive Whirlies. Okay. Um, Regular cabs are just always fun to drive. You drive a a Reggie cab every day. Every day. Um, 
they're just fun to drive. It's, mm-hmm. it's a lighter truck. It feels lighter immediately. You know when it's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the twin turbo. The twin turbo is just, it never stops pulling. Yeah. And it's so smooth and quiet, being emissions intact. I come from, uh, you know, the old era where I'm loud and proud. My trucks, you know, you can hear it coming from a mile away. You right. get into something like that. It was unbelievable, just the stealthiness you have on the road. You just hit it, and boom, you're gone. But the beautiful thing about the twin turbo, Tobias has got me going here, <laughs> is we monitor soot grams in the DPF. Yeah. I felt like no matter what I did with the pedal, it wasn't climbing any soot grams. It wasn't, I felt like it wasn't filling that filter up. I literally went out in Whirly's truck and had Bob sitting shotgun, who's doing, Bob does tuning over at Duramax Tuner. And, um, I mean, I, I exactly what you just said, I tried to rack up soot mm-hmm. and i mean i'm i'm hitting corners and just flooring it and i yeah. mean i'm i'm on the throttle stabbing off the it. throttle just flogging it yeah stabbing it all the way down those quick jerky motions and like same thing man i just couldn't get it to climb i could not get it to climb i drove that truck for i think it was like 30 45 minutes mm-hmm. i picked up one gram of soot and i mean just... i drove like a fucking asshole yeah one gram of soot. I couldn't believe it. Now, for our listeners, when it gets to about 45 grams of soot, that's when it'll go into regen. Yeah. So, Paul was trying to see. I was at 18 when we started yeah. and 19 when we got back. And that's awesome. That's that's huge. That's a huge jump in our industry. Yeah, I mean, clean sweep, like like we talk about clean sweep a lot, which mm-hmm. Danny got to sled pull all year last year. And this year, too. And I'm, this year. I'm going I'm to be able He's to, already on it. He's I, called dibs. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, we saw, you know, if you went out and flogged on clean sweep with a single turbo, it, it's not bad, mm-hmm. but it picks up quicker than that. Sure. And I felt like it was almost impossible to pick up soot grams um, in the twin kit truck, but it can be done a little easier in the single charger, like yeah. you're saying. Yeah. And listeners, yeah. oh, go ahead, Tobias, please. No, I just I was gonna say I think the, uh, like that uh, the soot thing is well, that's a great side of it too. But I, I like the stealth idea where, you know, nobody thinks a, a quiet, clean diesel is supposed to be fast. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is the ultimate sleeper. It is the ultimate sleeper. You don't know until so, you pop yeah, the hood. You pull up beside some prick in a Corvette or Viper or something, and they don't think anything of you until you leave in four-wheel drive and you're, you know, 200 feet ahead of them. Waving in the rear view. And the best part Bye-bye, is bitches. if a cop sees you guys pulling side by side, he's going to go after the Corvette because he's not going to hear the um, LML. Yeah beautiful thing yeah i'm really excited we're going to the diesel performance industry expo at the ultimate call out challenge yeah it's it's like at the same place it's like a part of the same event right yeah but uh really excited for that that's going on friday Mm -hmm. so we're gonna get down there i think i'm gonna get down there friday at like noon i don't really want to be there before then but uh but yeah so we'll be down there like friday at noon i know duramax i know they're bringing down like three or four trucks to put into that expo saying that the there might be another twin turbo project going on here behind the scenes we're gonna release some info on that next oh, week oh boy this is unbelievable yeah. yeah it's just nonstop. we're just I, I think that's i think you're right tobias i think the future of this industry is that mm-hmm. that emissions equipped twin turbo i think now that we know it works we know how to dial it in it, it's appealing. And Matt Rosenberg's truck, it literally changed the industry. Yeah. That True truck, story. that idea was just an idea, just kind of like your idea of owning a shop. I feel like people, they can dream this stuff up. And uh, if you have these huge dreams, it can. Now we did it. Now what, Paul? What now? Triples. Triples. <laughs> Nick would fucking <laughs> slap me if he heard me say that. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it for him. Get over here. Now, uh, now you can uh, you can spread it into Canada, and you can donate me a twin turbo kit to put on a, a 
LML if I buy one. Yeah, yeah that's fine. I'll donate dumb. to you. You donate to me. We'll be good. We'll yeah. just do it yeah. all in donations. You are right. our favorite Canadian. We got to do what we can. <laughs> <laughs> Tobias, I really want to say thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. If uh, you got any neighbors there and they want to get a hold of you, what's the best way for your T. Christie performance and repair to be reached? Uh, 519-476-3241 is the uh, phone number. Um, always on Facebook, too. You can always reach me on there. That seems to be a, a pretty popular avenue for the social media. is a, a pretty big thing now, so I'm always on there, too. Awesome. Make sure you guys give him a shout out. And uh, if you're up in the area and you need some professional advice, give Tobias Christie a shout. Um, now, this is our 100th episode. 100. Okay. So, Paul, you never said what was your favorite episode throughout the 100. My favorite episode ever. Oh, man. Okay. So, let's throw out the ones we've already mentioned. Okay. Okay. Because the, the Every, probably Gail Banks, is everybody, it. Yeah. Gail Banks, Nicola mm. Menorini, right. Ryan the Irish Car Bomb, all the, all the guys I've already mentioned. What was my favorite? Um, Danny, I think I'm going to steal it from you because I think I know what yours is. I think it's also my favorite. I think it was 30K budget build. I think that's the most fun I've ever had. on Either that or do you remember when we did the 100,000 download episode? That was me, you and oh, Rich. Yeah, that was good. That was a blast. Yeah. We, we had a ton of fun. Uh, tough call. One of those two. One wow. of those two. 30K budget build. 30K was. I put. I put down like three dogfish head 60 minutes and uh, before the show started, no, during the show. Mm -hmm. And so that was just a blast. Tim Slater was a riot and Mm -hmm. Nick was wildly unprepared for how overprepared you were. Mm -hmm. Um, That was that was a lot of fun. How about you? That that was a really cool show. But out of all the creativity and all the talent we've been surrounded by, I have to admit that the Duramax Camaro has to be the top top build maybe nathan mueller duramax camaro so hard so fucking crazy of a build when when we started asking him he's talking about being up until four in the morning machining mounting brackets for a hose you know the level of detail that went into that (laughs) you know you know what i mean like it uh that one was was absolutely crazy have you checked out the videos on his stuff since then he's huge he's actually blown i i always tell him the reason why you're so big now is because you were on the podcast got that podcast bump that's right (laughs) got your foot in the door absolutely well 100 episodes looking back danny it's it's been fucking awesome we shared it with tobias right here absolutely our favorite canadian you said it man (laughs) listeners thank you so much for checking in this has been paul wilson and i'm danny voss thanks for listening calibrated power solutions the leading north american developer of clean diesel power and home of duramaxtuner.com is the proud sponsor of the diesel performance podcast calibrated power develops emissions equipped tunes for a wide variety of diesel powertrains including the duramax cummins jeep john deere and many more For more information and the best customer service in the industry, check out calibratedpower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. To reach out to the Diesel Performance Podcast, send us a message through Facebook or email paul at duramaxtuner.com or danny at duramaxtuner.com. So like he was so anal retentive, I mean, you could eat off the seats in the truck. Not that I would eat off an old guy's seats. I'm just saying you could.